I came along very, very late in the life of my family. While it's not terribly unusual for there to be 15-year span between the oldest person in any particular family and the youngest child, in my family, there was a 15-year spread between me and my next oldest sibling, and they went up from there. So you can imagine by the time I was five years old, my sisters were old enough to start getting on with life, moving out of the house, getting married, right? So my mother said, would always say, you grew up with three mothers. And, and later in life, if I ever complained about something, she would say, that was one of your other mothers. <laughs> so I remember the day quite vividly. The, the day before my oldest sister had moved out of the house and it was time for dinner and mom was setting out all the dinner plates on the table and very innocently, I turned around and just kind of exclaimed as a five-year-old would, Mom, I think you put out one place too many. Laura's not going to be here. And she whipped around from the corner and threw her, mouth, her hand over her mouth, and, her te and tears came to her eyes, and she just shook her head then and cleared the setting and put it away. It wasn't that anything bad happened, you know, it was habit and not and just not really thinking about oh yeah we're going to be one person less and this is what's supposed to happen people are supposed to move out of the house get married get a job move away right but it can still be dif difficult it still can be sad and just ask anybody who's going through empty nest syndrome but just the same that scene reminds me of today's gospel when jesus says in my father's house are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I'm going to go and prepare a place for you? There are many dwelling places. I'm going to prepare a place for you. There is a place prepared for you in heaven. There is a place setting for you at the wedding feast of the Lamb. You are expected, anticipated, you are hoped for, and you are loved. It's kind of nice knowing that it's there waiting for you. And like mom who was sad when she expected her child to be at dinner and realizing that the setting was going to go unused, I think it must break God's heart to see a dwelling place unoccupied, if you will. See a setting place at the wedding of the lamb go empty. When many people talk about the last judgment and matters of heaven and hell and all that, I think they also often, too often, picture a very stern Jesus. Have you ever been to the uh, National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C., and you look back in the, in the apse, there's a mosaic of Jesus, and he's got his arms out like this, and he's muscular, and he's got this very stern look on his face. And the person who designed it, if I remember correctly, was a survivor 
of a, a Nazi concentration camp, and he says, my Jesus has to look strong, as that's who I needed to get through those difficult times. And I think it's that image that people have of Jesus as judge at the pearly gates, and the book is open, and you come before him, and your life is weighed and measured and judged, and you wait like an anxious uh, defendant waiting to hear what the jury is going to say, and you hope and pray that the evidence is good enough that you're going to get into heaven. But that's not quite it at all. Remember, Scripture says, Jesus came to save the world, not condemn it. His job is to show us the way to get into heaven. Today, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's not unlike the life lessons mom tries to teach you in order to get along in life. Mom always brought the mail in, and I'd always go running up to see if I got any mail, and almost without a fault, I never got any mail, unless it was Christmas or, or my birthday or something. I never got any mail. And mom would say, if you want to receive mail, you have to give, give mail. You have to write letters. If you want to receive letters, you have to be the type of person who writes letters. Here's paper, here's pen, here's a stamp. Finally, one day, I took her advice. I picked up pen and paper and became the type of person who also received mail. Mom provided the way. She showed me the way. And since I followed it, I gained a new way of living, of fitting into the world. And Jesus came to show us the way to the Father. Do you want heaven? Let me show you how it's done. And if heaven really isn't all that important to us, we won't follow him. He has no need to condemn anybody. We will tell him by our lives if we really want heaven or not, if we would prefer something else. It is, it is his joy for you to follow him in the way, to welcome you into his father's house, and to seat you at the wedding table of the Lamb. That's what this Mass is all about today, being led to be reconciled with the Father through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. If you listen to the prayers of the Mass, particularly those after this homily, almost everything is directed to the Father through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. None of it's directed to me. It's not directed to Deacon Terry. It's not directed to these altar servers. It's not directed to you. We are praying to our Father, His children, to be reconciled with Him in the way, Jesus Christ, that we might gain heaven with him, to enjoy our Father's house. Jesus is leading us home to take our place at the table. As Jesus did, we have a mother also to lead us. Yesterday was the 100th anniversary of Fatima when Mary came to tell us we need to pray more, we need to focus on God more. Today we celebrate that 100th anniversary. Mary is still with us, our mother, still showing us the way today. It wasn't that long ago. Other than last year, the last three times the Cubs were in the World Series was before Fatima happened. So it wasn't that long ago. Mother is still there with us. And I pray that you had a mother, have a mother, who did what she could to lead you here today. And if she did, remember to thank her. And today on this Mother's Day, we pray for her that she, by her life, will be led to the banquet of heaven. 
Please join me in a prayer in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving God as a mother gives life and nourishment to her children, so you watch over the church. Bless our mothers, bless those who acted as our mothers, and let their example of their faith and their lives shine forth. Grant that we, their sons and daughters, may honor them always with a spirit of profound respect. And we make this prayer through the intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray together, Hail Mary. Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.